clear. We are the weirdos. I am God. What? I tried to warn her. Hello, friends, and welcome to an Ozturion mini-sode. This is a very... It's time for a very special episode, my friends. Listen, you've been with us this whole time. It's been it's been a real journey mm-hmm. through the yachts together. Yeah, <laughs> it is. We are we are we are on a road trip through the through the yachts, and I know you love a road trip, Sam. I love a road. I have a section on my DVD shelf that is road trips. Is the yeah just crossroads and I was and, gonna say know, crossroads and yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as a treat mm-hmm. um, and a way to close out this season, mm-hmm. we wanted to bring to you our own awards uh, and superlatives Mm -hmm. as the awards season is kind of in the air right now. Yes, it is. It it is award season. It is award season. And, you know, we'll bring you four core categories that you will recognize from any old award show. But then we will have additional uh, specific personal superlatives that we want to award for various, you know, esoterica that we have encountered throughout the movies we've watched for watched, rewatched, rewatched for the hundredth time throughout the first season. So my question then for structure, Sam, do we do we do a, a mishmash of core categories and extras? Do we what do we do we start with those and then go to I the more specific things? What do you think? We we start with the ones that we're gonna hash out together. And okay. then we can go into our superlatives. Okay. And I think we should start with because it is so appropriate. Okay. Best very sad mystery. Yes, yes. Because so that, that is just that is, this is there, us. Yeah, there's the. So four... really, it's three categories. It's four. I wish there was best very sad mystery at these yeah. award shows. <laughs> yes, I suppose oh that's my God. Like three mainstay categories of any award show plus very sad mystery. Those are our four mutually agreed upon um, topics that we're gonna name our best ups for, and then we're gonna get into the more specific kind of you know silly weird equally as important stuff. But like, and in okay, true like Osterion fashion, we have not <laughs> no. discussed this beforehand. All we are going to roll with it. Mm-hmm. We're going. Uh, so, wait, does this mean we are? We don't each name a very sad mystery? We are coming We decide to together. One... Oh, my God. Okay. So, I'm going to nominate okay. I Know Who Killed Me. What is your nomination? My nomination is Quiet. And okay. I Know Who Killed Me was my was the other biggest consideration. So, now do we make, do we make cases? Now, yes. Tell me why. I ended up going with The Quiet because it is tears of very sad mystery. Because you have both Dot's very sad mystery of her feigned deafness. No, I mean, why did you pretend to be deaf in the first place? I just... Uh, as a result of the death of her father and uh, well the life of her father and eventual death of her father and then you have the mystery of the sexual misconduct the abuse of father and teen mm-hmm, daughter mm-hmm. With, with Nina and Mr. Deer and yes. then you you have like the very sad perverse mystery that is Connor, and you, you know have what? you have a house that is just like a snow globe of very sad mystery within. Oh, it. don't you don't you snow globe me? 
Don't I'm, you I'm don't crossing, you snow globe me? I am crossing streams of concepts. <sighs> well, you know I'm in. <laughs> How do I make a case now? I know. Okay. I, yeah. So what Listen, would your what would your I know who killed me case? My be? I know who killed me case is this. Dakota, it's Dakota cool. Moss. Mm-hmm. People get cut. Yeah. That's life. That's life. People get cut. That's life. I, I okay. So the very sad mystery here mm-hmm. is like, why is this girl uh, standing up in front of her class reading a short story? Mm-hmm. I want to know. It's high school. Yeah. You know uh, why? <laughs> or, why or is college? And she's the teacher. She might be the teacher. <laughs> uh, how? When does this uh, leg recharge? Because mm-hmm. I, this sex scene is wild. Uh, <laughs> I. I mean, that's not actually the sad mystery. Is like who kidnapped her twin yeah. and, and and can they save that twin's life and then there is a mystery on the mystery which is like are they really twins mm-hmm. and yeah. and then the secret backstory of their twin past but here's the thing i am actually going to bow out gracefully on this one because oh. i think that hearing your case the quiet is the saddest of very sad mysteries because of the layers oh. so I love Lilo. I love I Know Who yeah. Killed Me. Friends, if you have not ventured into that episode, get the fuck out of here yeah. and go listen. Yeah. Um, that, is, that is appointment listening. I we're going to give, me. let's give Very Sad Mystery to uh, to The Quiet. Okay. there. That's one. That's one settled is The Quiet. What does that then take us into for I think, one? who is your nominee for Best Supporting? My nominee for Best Supporting Actor or Actress? Oh, I just did one. Oh, we're just doing best supporting. Ooh. Best supporting as like no gender. Okay. All right. Well, okay. Then I have to say I have two finalists. Okay. Because I you know what? Be Throw them both in the ring. Cite. Throw them both in the ring. Best supporting actor Martin McDonough, because he does he is he becomes a best supporting actor of the aughts as the dad in I Know Who Killed Me and as the sheriff in The Hitcher. Fuck. But my other nominee, and you will, I think, be unsurprised to hear, is Katie Mixon from The Quiet. You know, because I... to, it's a tour de force, and I, you know, and I think with this category, because there are generally in award shows split between actor actress, I it's think fair. we can each get one. I think we Let's can each do get it. one here where it doesn't like it doesn't have to be actor actress, but I think we can have two winners here. Well, then I have two easy ones, but. None gonna, of them are men. So I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna go Katie Katie Mixon then is my would be my pick for for best supporting, and I think we we get to double up like it gets to there's one choice for very sad mystery but there get to be two each for supporting actor and best supporting actor. How do you feel about that? I love that. Okay. Wait, best actor and best support. Okay, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So Katie Mixon is okay. Katie Mixon is on my is my side. Uh, Ali Machalka. Oh, in okay. I was the ho- roommate. I was honestly and here's the thing. Say so. She's my second to only second to one person, and that will be my next. But mm. her performance is incredible. I think that that movie could have had more of her. Mm-hmm. I think I want her spinoff, and I want it on HBO Max with eight episodes. Yeah. You know, yeah. I just I build it out. Give me her. And part of me picking Katie Mixon was like he- was like placing a bet that you would say Ali Machalka, and so she would still be here. So I'm really glad you've gone that route. But my number one, mm. I got to be honest, it's Alicia Cuthbert in The Quiet. I think there is, I mean, her delivery of wow. in in the cafeteria when she leans in and into wow. the ear 
of Dot and whispers what I what I hope to live to hear in an audition room someday. The the filthiest monologue I've ever heard. When I first met you and when you first moved in, I hated you. I hated your face, your dumb blank stare. But now that I feel like I know you again, all that's changed. It's so nice to know that there's someone whose life sucks more than mine. That, that's it. I, so I only put, like, I wasn't going to put the full monologue in because, like, you should really see that in its full glory if you hadn't watched the movie before you listened to the episode. But I also only put part of it in and the part that I did because I was so bashful just editing that clip into the quiet episode. I was like, I can't put the dirtier part in because I am going to feel so embarrassed like shy yes. embarrassed if i put in i need to put the first part of this in i can't add the parts where she puts all the detail into what has happened between her and her dad because i am red with feelings <laughs> it's that it's that amazing it's that intense how about i pick one of yours and you pick one of mine and that is how we settle our two or did I misunderstand the rules? Because that would be very Sam Weinman. No, 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 no. Like, yeah, we each get we each get to pick a representative for best supporting. So yes. I, you, okay. okay. Oh, God damn it! I mean, I'm going to choose between Ali Machalka and Alicia. It's, listen, it's not okay. fair, but we got it. We got to draw the line somewhere. It's true. It's true. Or okay. people are gonna hit stop. Okay. So okay. what? What's, <laughs> what's your choice then? Um, I forget his name, but the dad. Martin because McDonough? Martin McDonough. Oh my God! I cannot believe you are canceling Katie Mixon on me. I Listen, I this is why when he throws that phone during Closer by Nine Inch Nails and it, it is the, the pure camp of that moment, like somehow it is just a touch of extra that nobody else in that movie has and it works so Ver- well. Versus an entire performance of extra from Katie Mixon. I, only because it doubles up. If you hadn't pointed out that he did two performances. He did. That he did double duty in season yeah. one. I mm-hmm. gotta give the man credit. You see, here in the great state of New Mexico, we do have the death penalty. You don't seem too worried. This is this is uh this feels I know it's a like turn. A, an attack. This feels like <laughs> this feels like a cruelty. Okay. All right, then I I I have to go with Alicia. No, no, I, do I, do I, this is the moment of truth. I am going to go with, I'm going to go with Ali Machalka and here's why. Because Ali Machalka in the way that Martin McDonough is, is a best supporting actor of season one. Ali Machalka is a best supporting actor of the two thousands and what she is giving us in the roommate is such a she in the way that um we will discuss this on a future episode but like the idea of a person embodying the 2000s Ali Machalka was so much the 2000s the way like Ali Machalka in a Hervé Leger bandage dress Ali Machalka with hits on Disney radio Ali Machalka showing up to be the hot best friend of hot Minka Kelly in the roommate a movie coasting on on the trail the tales of the aughts when it should have come seven years earlier, I have to give it to Ali Machalka for so embodying physically at that time 
the whole spirit of the 2000s and the the shower ripping the belly button scene the cowering in fear before Leighton Meester I'm gonna give it to Ali Machalka because I have I and I have ways I would like to honor Alicia later so I'm gonna give this one to Ali okay uh, that's good I uh let's let's cut in and do a couple superlatives okay but yeah should we should okay yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with best performance by a pop star who's been to jail that one definitely goes to Lindsay Lohan in mm. I Know Who Killed Me. Now, listen, I want to give it to Paris, but 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 she's got to be honored. We have mm-hmm. to give it to her because, once again, Lindsay has pulled off twins. She is <laughs> yeah. just, she was built to play two people in one movie. Yeah. Guys, it's, such it's is, 2021. Such is Let's do it again. Such yeah. the duality of Lindsay Lohan. I, um, yeah. Will a studio be brave enough to give her another opportunity? God, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, will there be a filmmaker? There is, and it's you. Hi, I'm so, Sam Weinman. Yeah, that's we know who who could. All right, um, hit me. I will give you best musical moment. Oh, musical moment, which is separate from another music category that we're going to do later. Okay. Best okay. musical moment: Paris Hilton singing her portion of Zydrate Anatomy yes. in Repo the Genetic Opera. My God. Sometimes I wonder why I even bother Grave robber, grave robber Sometimes I wonder why I need you at all And Amber Sweet is addicted to the night Paris Hilton Grave robber <laughs> Growl purr The growl purr As you coined of Thank grave you. robber and the physical performance of a both uh, surgery and personally like equivalent of opiate, like barbiturate junkie, absolutely incredible work by Paris in a movie that I, I think came, I think it's 2008 that it came out. So at least was being made slightly after or around the time of her, her 2007 troubles and yep. court and jail and then playing, um, you know, an heiress to a magnificent fortune who is a media object of great curiosity. I mean, we we love Paris, a meta moment. Paris is fucking method. It was difficult for me to not name her as my best supporting. I know, um, same. But you but know what? We've honored give, her. But this is this was we, important to me. This is this is it's important. I have, um, I'm going to give. Yeah, I was oh. gonna say, I hope you have more because I have I, a number of these. I feel like oh, no. we can add additional. We're gonna do a few. Great. Let's yeah. do let's do one more each and we'll hop back in. Okay. What's your next one? Um, I wanna say best explanation of a movie I just watched twice goes to Jordan Cruciola for The Quiet. I <laughs> I was listening. I cannot believe I had watched it twice that week. And and <laughs> and I, and we're sitting here making this episode and I'm like, I'm sorry, what is this movie about? So thank you, Jordan. Uh, that one's to you. Uh, appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I am going to let's pivot to best line delivery, best single line delivery. Sophia Bush. Yes. End of the hitcher. Say it. I don't feel a thing. I don't feel a thing. That's 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 the yes. the final girl moment oh. of. The whole era. Yes. Yes. Well, fuck it. Then I got to give you this one because it's most underrated final girl, Grace Andrews, 
played by <laughs> Sophia Bush. I don't feel a thing. Played by don't Sophia you Bush. say that. Don't say that to me. <laughs> Best Sam Weinman line in the odds definitely goes to don't you say don't that. You say don't that. you say that to don't, me. Don't say that to me. Okay, so if you've gone with a third, do I counter you gotta, with another you gotta. third? You got to. Okay, let me check that off. Let me see where I want the flow to go. I'm going to go with best fake cameo. <laughs> Goes to Kristen Cloak. Oh, God. Who was not in the original Black Christmas. Nope. But, but who you would absolutely believe was, given her introduction in Black Christmas 2006. In Black Xmas. I'm Claire's sister. Where is she? Both in writing and cinematography, it's a <laughs> yeah. what a meal and that music, that was. And in lighting, and it, just it in was all of it. Everything. It was a real surprise, bitch. But you thought you'd seen the last of me, except we'd never seen any of her. <laughs> We've never seen you before. Nobody in this house has. Nobody in this cinematic universe in this context has. Oh, so I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, so for best actor, I would like to nominate Leighton Meester as mm-hmm. Rebecca in The Roommate. To me, it was so. I mean, it's a tough choice, but it's mm-hmm. to me, it's undeniable that that she deserves the acclaim that she that mm-hmm. for that performance that she never got in the moment. Rebecca, I'm your friend. Stop! Stop saying things you told me. I protected you. I protected you against that horse Tracy and that nasty little kid, that scumbag of a professor. And if that's your one, I only have one, and so Great. our dual stars here. Um, <clears throat> our twin sons, Lindsay. It's Lindsay Lohan okay. for you know for Dakota Aubrey. Uh, so I if think Leighton and Lindsay are the perfect tandem, actually, for this. You know what? Let's give it to them both then. No, that's what I mean. That, yeah, they, they both yeah, get it. That's it. In, in the because, way that we each got an, an offering I think they're, for supporting, we each get an offering for for actor. I think that those are equivalent. She wrote down the name and her real mother's last known address. But it was what she saw next that slammed her in the gut like a celestial fist. She stared at the hospital records in disbelief. It couldn't be true. But there it was in black and white. Not only did she have a mother she'd never met, she also had an identical twin. But Virginia Sumas had left town with her twin sister almost 20 years ago. How would she ever find her other half? She knew only that she had to try. She had no choice. To be continued. And the only reason I I didn't really go there, and that's why I kind of wrote in the, the been to jail one. That's a very specific superlative. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so for best picture then, let's one, two, three say it at the same time. So to be like Okay. Okay. Is it one, two, three, say it? Yes. Okay. You okay. you do the count. Okay. One, two, three. The, the hitcher. hitcher. <laughs> <laughs> we knew it. It was destiny. It, it is hands down. I mean, look, it's been a great season. I have loved the fuck out of these movies with you. Yep. But the hitcher, I, I mean, wow, does that wow. hold up? I that I and I need I need people to know that when they hear this. There was no editing for sync up on that. That was in real time, me and Sam delivering the exact same answer um, in the exact same moment with the exact same amount of clarity. 
part of me knew. I knew in my heart <laughs> that we both saw the truth on this one. Yeah, we both, we both, we, yeah, because it's the truth. Because it's the truth. There's a lot of subjective things uh, in this podcast, in this, com- this very conversation. The supremacy of the Hitcher in season one is not one of them. That is, that's. Absolutely. We, we cannot argue that. <laughs> yeah. But if you want to, just at me. Because yeah. I'll fucking go there. Yeah, we will We will engage and know that you have both of us on the same page in a united front. Well, so we have gone down a lot of tangents. That Well, okay, I have gone down a lot of <laughs> tangents. But I want to say my favorite pop culture history tangent this mm-hmm. season mm. was Miley Cyrus, Party in the USA. Oh, my God. It was such a delight seeing April's surprise at every turn. <laughs> Walmart. <laughs> Walmart. What? Yeah, I. It, it was. It was a joy. And well, and the way that it looped into um the 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 passing the notion of uh drag me to hell as a passing film. Oh, absolutely. When we, when we talked about uh Chris Allison Loman's character. Oh yeah. Um, doing a sort of a bit of um, West Coast drag to try and you know not wear her either like midwestern or southern roots on her so as not to be judged as as low class uh it did tie into the larger point and the larger themes of the episode of course as you're so adept at doing well uh hit me with one of yours okay 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 we're gonna go with um best villain is Leighton meester in in the roommate absolutely that and and i mean if she if this was a you know in in this is the really the MTV movie awards moment of the conversation. So if that like in the clips package when Layton her nomination got announced for best villain at the MTV movie awards, it would be her at the gas station flipping open the lighter yep. and making that move toward the rapey gas station attendant, implying she's gonna light his ass on fire after covering him with gas. And as he runs away right before the clip, right right before the clip would end, it would be her saying pussy. And then getting back in her Porsche and Absolutely. going about her night, going to kidnap a woman. You know what? I got to tack two additional awards to the roommate because that moment is best gif <laughs> oh, from yeah. this season. Yeah. And and also Absolutely. the roommate wins the award for being the least homophobic of our odds films. Huge twist. Despite each of, our would memories, have each of our memories cataloging that as yep. not true, 100% the truth. Yep. 100%. Okay, so then does that is it my turn then or your turn? Well, so I I I think I'm pretty good to go. Do you have more? Oh, I have more. Oh, well then hit me. I have more. And feel free to just invent stuff along the way to just happily um, counterbalance me. Um so okay, best scene, just best scene Alicia. Alicia Cuthbert for the speech. For the speech in the cafeteria. Life sucks, Dad. I feel like I can tell you this. I feel like I can be honest because you can't hear. Or can you? Look at you. Eating your sandwich like a piglet while I talk. It's strangely comforting. It's it's what a it's a moment. You know what we need? We need t-shirts with the entire speech written out. But like, oh like the way you see those God. Shakespeare shirts with his like face, but it's all the words. Yeah, that's what like, we I need. Have, we need. I had the a two poster of them. one time that was the entirety of the text of Great Expectations, 
that formed a scene from Great Expectations. It it's it's great. So that like like you said in that there are two things that you said in that when we were discussing that scene in that episode where you discuss like if you heard that monologue like you're like if you stick that landing it's tense when mm-hmm. you were like if somebody came in and delivered that monologue to me in like a casting session instead of what they were supposed to say I might cast them on the spot like that I have not forgotten that and the moment where we transition in that episode to talking about that scene when you just the way you say it when you lean forward into the mic and just go this confession <laughs> is the exact mentality of talk this confession like that should tell everyone everything about the kind of things we're about to say about that scene. i'm glad that i could put all the weight on those words that it deserves because it, that was heavy really <laughs> talk about weight so i i am more please best best ensemble it's a dead heat i could not pick valentine and black christmas oh yeah you know what that's tough Tie between Valentine and Black Christmas, and I wanted to honor ensembles in the era of ensembles. Oh, can I give best straight couple to the yeah. Hitcher? Oh, of course. Because listen, I don't, you know me, I and straight people. It's I'm, true. <clears throat> my Twitter, I got called heterophobic this week, and listen, <laughs> I put it on a tattoo it on my arm. Yeah, like. <laughs> It's like, I, I um, don't, I'm not going to get an argument about accuracy on that best, one. Best straight couple, give it to Jim and Grace. Jim and Grace. Love them. Th- that's true. They're the, in fact, not a lot of competition. They're the only good straight couple. The only ones. Kim, Kim Gigande and uh, Minka Kelly are not it. Hard pass. Um, yeah, there's um, Oliver Hudson and Katie Cassidy and Black Christmas are certainly not it. Whew. So, yeah, they are, they are, they are the best. Um, I had, this has to have special mention, so I had to have a category for it. Best needle drop. Closer. Nine Inch Nails. Yep. You know what? I had that written down, by the way. I figured, I, I, yep. And it was literally best needle drop. So yeah. we are a hundred percent on the same page. Uh, I did, about the hitcher, we are a hundred percent on the same page. There really, I mean, the takeaway here tonight is uh, watch the hitcher and give uh, wait, but the roommate <laughs> another. I'm like, what is that yeah. movie called? I almost said watch the hitcher Layton. again, free to you on Peacock TV. You can watch the hitcher 2007 right there, and then the roommate is just waiting for you on Netflix. It's just waiting for you. So it's so accessible. I would like to share. Something that I learned from you this season. Oh, okay, great. Um, because you know we did a lot of educating, obviously, and I know that we, we bring our own perspectives and our own knowledge to things. But something I learned from you is that snow globe theory is a thing outside of Osterion. Yep. I didn't yep. know that. Yep. So first off, thank you for mm-hmm. reading Silent Night as a snow globe with me. Because yes, what a journey. Yeah. But also, snow globe theory is real. Yes, it is. It, it Snow Globe Theory is a, a conversation in television based around if I had to fact check a, a large like string chart of this basically when I excuse me worked as a fact checker at Wired Magazine, and the Snow Globe Theory is rooted in the TV show Saint Elsewhere from the 1980s, where 
spoiler, sorry, gonna ruin this one for you. The very last thing you see in the show St. Elsewhere, which is about, like, a bunch of physicians working at a hospital, is this young boy, Tommy Westfall, who I think is the son of one of the physicians, or maybe he was just a featured patient in the show. Um, it pulls back and it shows Tommy Westfall looking into a snow globe that has the Christina Milian in it. That, that oh, has no, Christina nope. Milian. That has the <laughs> featured hospital in the snow globe and he is looking at it. And so a theory about the show is that the entirety of St. Elsewhere took place within the snow globe in the mind of Tommy Westfall. And Sam inadvertently linked snow globe theory to... The movie Snow Globe, Christmas movie Snow Globe starring Christina Milian attached it to Silent Night starring Jamie King and stretched the Snow Globe theory concept unaware that it was a pre-existing Are we concept. saying I'm a genius? I mean, we're not saying that, but <laughs> we're going to let you connect the dots. Yeah, we're not refuting I, it either. I also want to tell you something I learned. This is a real quickie, but despite looking much younger in The Quiet, <laughs> yeah. Alicia Cuthbert is the same actor. <laughs> As the final girl in House of Wax. I did not know that. A year apart. <laughs> a year apart. And and actually probably filmed at the same time because uh, The Quiet made its festival run in 2005. House of Wax came out in 2005, even if The Quiet came out proper in 2006. So she is indeed probably the mm, close to exact same age um, when those movies were, were made. And probably the most important thing I learned this season of Osterion from you Mm. Is as messy as I present, I tend to be a little bit of a perfectionist. And <laughs> you, you have helped me just let go. <laughs> this is, it, when we say it, sure, put it out there. <laughs> yeah, put it out no there. No edits, just us. go for it. I mean, if I, I truly, I, for, for, for all the institutional knowledge each of us bring to this, definitely, I have learned so much about 2007 from you this year i learned really in the process of, of talking about season one 2007 is there the, the twin peaks of the of the odds mm. are 2005 i think we yes. can say and then 2007 well because yes yeah. 2005 <laughs> and 2007 and after that that inflection point of what comes down on the other side of 2007 is effectively the long, hard goodbye of the 2000s in pop culture. Yes. And I learned so much about Allie and AJ this season. I, learned, <laughs> I, I, I did my job. Music. I always loved the music, but I learned, I learned so much about what Allie and AJ, and specifically the show Hellcats, means <laughs> to the conclusion of the odds. The essence of it. And what we can learn about how it concluded by taking a close read of Ally and AJ. Wow. I love a close reading of Ally and AJ, and I live for a close reading of 2007. I, and that- Get I mean, your highlighters out, girl, because we are, we are going deep. I have to then cite the, one of my, my next superlatives, best aughts artist, Ally and AJ. Absolutely. Done. Best aughts artist, Ally and Done. AJ. Done. No argument. They're a roller coaster ride. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. I learned a lot about the dark side of Alien AJ from you. Well, yeah, as it well. feels like they're walking on broken glass. <laughs> I, okay. I mean, life is good. I can't complain. I mean, but I could, but no one's listening. So, <laughs> friend, I, I learned about the Los 
Lonely Boys Christmas song from you. Oh, friends. In season one. The Macarena Christmas. The Macarena. Don't, don't forget it. It's there a is... small world tour Meow. of the globe Christmas. Cat. Does it have a cat meowing? Yes. Does it have a baby laughing? Sure. Yeah. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Because, again, as we've discussed, it was more is more in the 2000s. More is more. I have two more superlatives. Please. By all means. Best aughts fashion moment. And I feel like you can guess this one is the hat. It's the fucking hat. I knew it. I fucking knew it. That hat. (laughs) That hat, which on Minka Kelly was just, they just used the same hat for every person that wore it in that movie. When not everybody in that movie has the same size head. I want like and... one of those Snapchat filters where you it just you're wearing Minka Kelly's hat the way that she does. And you just and you, I mean, you it's just you there. described it you described it perfectly at the time, which was <laughs> it was like a hat that you put on a character in Animal Crossing. They don't know how to wear hats, it just plops. It just sits right on top of the head. <laughs> Because, and then, like, we know it's wrong when we see it. Oh, we're like, oh, that's not right. And then Mm -mm. we later see Leighton wearing the hat to trick Minka into thinking, into, because she wears the hat to go seduce Minka's ex to kill him in bed. Mm -hmm. And so she's meant to look. Oh, God. It it looks, it looks Britney Spears right. Oh, yeah. In that moment. Madonna is chasing Leighton through the house. Even if, even if, if Minka's ex had not been like asleep in the dark when she came in in that in that hat, if the lights had been on, he would have known, should have known just by the hat, even before seeing her face, that that wasn't her, because that hat did not fit Minka that way. It'd be like mm-hmm. you're not my girlfriend ex. My my ex put that hat square on top of her head, and it didn't shade her face whatsoever. Mm-mm. The ill-fitting trilby cap is the best fashion moment. And I, I have one last one. Well, then, you know, before you do, I'm going to just do a real quickie. Great. Good. Best. Good. This is um just a just a real. It's, it's kind of more like a badge of honor. Um, mm-hmm. Jamie for Silent Night. Oh, listen, um, actor who did their best with some shit material goes really to an you. MVP, an MVP award. Elevating it's, it's that fucking movie. Yeah. Way the to most go. Valuable player. Yes, best, MVP. Best thankless job award. Yes, yes. Goes to Jamie King in Silent Night. She fucking killed it. Yeah. Oddly, best commentary on the toxicity of the patriarchy, Donald Logue in Silent Night. Yeah. Oddly. Yeah. Wow. Who saw that coming? <laughs> yeah. O- other than Christina Milian. <laughs> yeah. Other she than- knew. Other than Jamie King, the only one uh, aware of the greater scope of what was going on inside. That's it. Um, And so my last, my last pre-planned one. And I think this is justice at this point. Best, best friend, Katie Mixon. Yes. Katie Mixon. A hundred percent. For the Well, she's in the driveway. She's in the driveway. She's outside your door. Until they break up. Whatever, Nina, just wait until your mom and dad are asleep and sneak out. It's not that hard. My mom's a chronic insomniac. I do it all the time. I mean, with your mom, it should be easy. Michelle. Def Jam Records over there won't tattle. She won't hear you. It just... I've said... I've used this exact language before, but I will use it again. A 
tour de force of movie bitchiness is Katie Mixon in this role. I mean, it is just objectively an incredible supporting performance. The level of mean girl. She like really reinvents the concept of a mean girl in this movie. And it is so gleeful and it is so scary and it, it, she is the worst possible friend you could have i would use the and word unpredictable and i love that she you never know what's gonna fall out her mouth is she gonna talk about her nipple maybe <laughs> is she gonna is she going to uh, brandish her nipple is she a dom at the door probably <laughs> probably but it, we'll is see she a perfect commentary as you line down in that episode of how reductively and hypersexually women are written by men is she a perfect vessel for that kind of commentary cast like making that out of what is presumably like a high school junior why the drama-rama nothing look at me right now brian's parents are going to be gone for one night connor and brian want us to get drunk with them and you're not gonna fuck this up for me why do i have to be there why can't you invite fiona because he doesn't want to fuck fiona he wants to fuck you she absolutely is like oh yeah the the joyous um harrowing experience of her in the moment is so satisfying and the commentary that she exists as is so enriching katie mixon best best friend you know what justice for katie and i think you served it thank you friend (laughs) i did i hope i hope somebody send this to get this to katie mixon i need her to know i just need her to know Thank you all for this entire season, like tweeting us and adding us about the show. Like I'm like, hell, I, it's so fun being able to talk Ots films with you. And it's I have so very fun. much enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked my mom because she's, you know, obviously she's given us our biggest reviews. Yes. Um, I asked her what her favorite part of the show was. And I'd like to read you the text. She asked, first of all, my mom said, can I think about it and call you back? <laughs> she wow. She didn't want to waste this opportunity. No, she really wanted to think about it. So this, So this is what... I like it when you refer back to a certain time period and discuss how gay horror has changed during that time. I also love it when you and Jordan laugh together and make your show (laughs) joyful and entertaining. You are authentic and genuine, and that comes across to the audience. Jordan is too. (laughs) (laughs) I am so honored to get a Jordan is also present moment. Jordan is also present. Jordan is also present. Amazing. Um, can I read you these incredible iTunes reviews? Yes. Shouts out to the, I think it's two people who have left. Two um, people. Both of you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. Uh, Monster565656. Title, Two Perfect Hosts. Can't think of a better duo. A must listen. All you need to know. All you need to know. JD Gravat says, where has this been all my life? Jordan and Sam are an instantly perfect pair and their knowledge of Ott's pop culture and film culture and horror culture is unparalleled. This is an absolute blast and it's about time that someone made such a strong effort to give Ott's horror the credit that they deserve. Absolute must listen every week. I agree with everything JD just said there. Thank you so much, JD. Yes, thank you. So... Do you have any any last second superlatives you want to assign Sam? Because I know I really... I really like tip the scales on my side. So if you, you know what? I think my mom all. said it best. I would love to depart on this note. I feel very happy with the ground that we've covered. <laughs> I think we really, I think we really did good. Yeah. I think season one, 
a triumph and uh we hope you join us again for more season for season two um because i'm having so much fun doing this i have so much fun talking to sam about these things we talk about it offline it we i think my favorite part of the week we step up our game i think even to talk about it um online with one another and i just it's it's wonderful it's so fulfilling and i'm having such a great time i'm having a great time too friend i'm glad we get to do this together so thank you, everybody. And because it has never really been formally acknowledged on any of the episodes before, thank you to Sam for this show's theme music. <laughs> the original composition that is this show's theme music, intro and outro. I hope you all enjoy it. Yep. Yep. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you, Sam. And we will see you guys for season two. Bye.